born in trouble. In and out the frame, out your flame, I'll make it brighter, douse the same. Here we go once again, live, born in trouble. The mountain range look higher when out on a Tuesday afternoon. Small world! Small world. How you doing today? It's just me and Mr. Brooks saying what's going on. What's going on, people? Yo, EX, how you feeling today, man? Man, you know, today was a, today has been a hectic day. It's been crazy. I was up and out of the house at about 7.05, 7.10. Ooh. Uh, this ride still isn't 100% where it needs to be. But, hey, I'm here. You know, so there were worse things you can complain about. We've got a lot of stuff that we could complain about. Uh, you know, that's not usually my, my, my bag, but, uh, you know, I'm a little annoyed today. You yeah. know, normally I'm, not, normally I'm not in the complaints department. Well, today, today you're going to get your chance. Annoyed. Today you're going to get your chance because we're going to go over, kind of go back over. I wanted to do this uh, quick gorilla broadcast here because um, a little bit tight. Um, after listening to the last episode, it was a very good episode, lots of good information and everything. I made my opinion made, you know, strongly. And um, thank you for listening to my opinion the other day and <laughs> <laughs> not going nuts because, you know, I was like kind of amped up there. I was so amped up. I, I like worked myself up between like 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and fell asleep and then woke up a little bit late and we had to record it like around 930. It was a little bit later than what we normally do, but I was so emotional. I was like Whitney Houston. I get so emotional, baby. There you go. But you know what it Get is it. what it is. Use those choir skills. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the falsetto, baby. It's the <laughs> falsetto, baby. Yeah, so like, you know, I was very tight. I was very upset. I was just as set up upset as as anyone else was at seeing that a police officer shoot that young woman. Some people didn't like my take on it. You know, that there were other people that were actually responsible for it as well as that police officer. And I'm not saying that it wasn't that police officer. He shot. But let's be honest. You're about to stab somebody. If someone shoots you and you're about to stab somebody, if he doesn't shoot her and, you know, she ends up stabbing that person then she turns around and she finishes the job for the woman that was on the ground because the pop was trying to kick her in the back and the police officer doesn't do anything, then you say, oh, now the police officer just let two people die in front of your face. What are you paying them for? So it's yeah, like, that's not, it's not, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. There's no, there's no good situation. The only way, like, I'm not absolving this guy. I don't even like defending this motherfucker. Cause like, you know, he put the, he, he put those four in her without a question, you know, without a question. But if you're going to put four in them, I, I, and I sat there and I wondered if it was a black officer that had done the same thing, how would you feel about it then? Probably feel the same way. Now my I, question would be, how would the how would the system feel about him? Would it see because the system, you know, there are officers who get prosecuted for stuff like that, but they're usually brown. Yeah. So while it's a, while it's a you know, it was like, hey, you know, that's a clean shoot, blah blah blah. Wonder if they'd have treated him differently if it was a brother. Oh, the brother, he's he's on um, he's on suspension right away. They're taking his gun right away. And they're going to investigate it right away. You know, shit ain't right. That's the whole point of born in trouble. Because none of this shit is right. None of it is right. It doesn't go down the way it's supposed to go down. If you're no. talking about a real life world thing, it doesn't go down. And it's the hypocrisy of the whole shit that just pisses me off and everything. But this is where we are. This is the world that we live in right now. So we're going to fight. Only thing I can say about that is that for a long time, I've been really, really strong about the fact that there should be more black police officers in the neighborhood. Because if your neighborhood is 90% black, there's no reason why 80% white Irish police officers should be walking around your neighborhood telling you what to do. They don't understand what the neighborhood is about. They don't try to understand what the neighborhood is about. They walk around, they come up with these terms like animals and things of that nature. 
because this is how they get paid. And the way I feel about it is that when you say things like that, when you talk about getting drives of African-Americans, more of them to join the police, then the police start getting silent, they get tight. And we know what happens, they close ranks because they don't want that to happen. They want the people that are servicing those neighborhoods to look like them, to believe like them, and back up all the shitty actions that they may do during the course of their shift. And that's fine, and I understand that. Well, unfortunately, you know, the problem has been that even if you, let's just say you have a recruitment drive tomorrow and you get, you know, the police force out in Suffolk County to look more like the local areas that it serves. Well, in Suffolk County, it looks the way it's supposed to look. You know, but and any and anywhere, but Mm -hmm. the system itself, like those those dudes, get absorbed into the brotherhood, and at some point, you know, their allegiance goes to the dudes that they're working with, the dudes who who back they have to have on a daily basis, and the dudes who they depend on to have their back on a daily basis. I can agree with that, and you know, peep game. It's still all about money. It's all about money. Um, I saw I was watching the show. The guy was like, you know, the, the people in Baltimore, they were all black, the hierarchy all the way down. But the truth of the matter is that it's not about those people. It's about the jobs. It's about the jobs that it creates. So by them, by them taking people and illegally arresting them, it pays for. This is why the Ferguson DOJ report was so important. And once that DOJ report came out, people just, like, they turned their attention from Ferguson. They no longer wanted to talk about Ferguson anymore, anything that was going on. Because Ferguson is a microcosm of everything that happens in the United States of America everywhere. You go into any police court, any courthouse, anywhere in America, you're going to see if there are black people that are in that area, you're going to see them in that courtroom. And they're going yep. to get that Scott Law, those scofflaws, and they're going to pay those tickets, and those tickets pay for those salaries. You're paying for your own oppression, and they don't want to change that. That's why the white guys drive by, and the black guys get pulled over to the side of the road, because it's additional tax that they put on us just for being here. It's an additional tax. But you were you were kind of heat about something before we started the uh, show. I mean, well, there 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 are two. I mean, the the crazy thing about America, you know, the only place you know none, these other countries, everybody's got race issues or some divide, whether it's okay. religion, whether it's race, whatever. Everybody's got their issues. But there are two videos in the last week that have sort of come to light, and one of them is a uh, th- this cat in Virginia brother gets pulled over, officer is mad aggressive, so he starts recording it. Mm-hmm. This police officer starts performing for the camera, basically. I mean, he looks dead in the camera. I saw like that he video. broke he, he broke the fourth wall to say, you know, you can bring that with you because I'm gonna beat your ass. Mm. You know, guys like sitting there with his hands up, holding. He's got the phone in one hand. He's holding his hands up. He's like, this officer is intimidating me. I'm not threatening the police. I'm not doing anything. And this guy is just this officer is just coming after him. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the video has come to light now because the guy filed a suit. And they've sort of resolved that. They settled it at a court. Uh, he's going to get like 20K. And this guy got fired. Okay. Why did he have to? This was such a blatant abuse of power. Why did he have to file a lawsuit for this guy to get fired? If the police want to have credibility with the people that they are supposed to be protecting and serving, then they have to weed out people like that on their own. If we have to file suit every time one of these guys is an asshole and wait three years for it to happen, wait three years for the process to work itself through and wait for them to say, oh, you're right, that is really bad. We got to get him out of here. This is never going to get fixed. And there was another video, and there's a 72-year-old lady got taken around by these cops, mm-hmm. right? They damaged her shoulder in the process, and Jane, what's up, man? And they damage your shoulder in the process. So they have video of these cops sitting in the um, in the police station. Woman's over on the bench, mm-hmm. sitting down, handcuffed. Mm-hmm. These cops are laughing at them at the video of them taking this old woman down. Who had dementia? Who had dementia? Who had dementia? Yeah. Who had dementia? Like, like what? What? What, what the fuck is man, wrong with them? What, what type of man? Of any sort, no matter what you do, 
takes down a 72-year-old woman and then thinks that's funny. Yeah. And a woman, too. They were fist bumping. They're yeah. fist bumping. They're doing all this shit that it's all good. Like, it's all good. Gene, what's happening, bro? You joining us on our Gorilla, Gorilla Podcast on no, Tuesday. I How got, you feeling, yeah, brother? I got it. I gotta hook up these these uh these wireless headphones, and so I'm trying to do that now. Okay. okay. By the way, we're just yeah. Take your time. By the way, we're go, we're on live right now, so everything that we're saying is being broadcast. Just so you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that was that was some truly shitty stuff. You know that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that the 75 year old woman. Because I started thinking about like all the people that we know that are police or were police at one point in their lifetime and everything. And they got these fucking attitudes. Like, um, we're supposed to like them automatically. And in the meantime, like, we don't know that they're fist bumping over 75 year old women getting their fucking shoulders, like, you know, dislocated. You're a piece of shit. That's a shit move. I think about these things all the time because, like, you know, when we were young and everything, it's like, whatever, you know, in school, I never bullied anybody. You ain't, you're never going to find one person that said that I bullied them, that I outwardly bullied them. I could have. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't make the same claim. Yeah, you can't make the same. Well, you know. Well, I've had some some bad days. Well, Rob, you know what? It is what it is. But you're not, like, you know, you're not a large, you're not a six foot two, 200 pound, like, you know, man. You know, it just well, never. No. Well, see, the, the part of the problem was that we hung out together mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to punch you in the face, but instead said, I'll fight him. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's actually true, too. <laughs> They're like, wow, I hate that guy. I want to fight him. I want to fight him. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, my point being is that, like, you know, I, I don't want to see none of these motherfuckers. I don't want to, like, talk to them. Like, me, honestly, personally, like, that guy, that police described when I saw him and everything, I think that judges should allow, like, if I was ever in that situation and something happened to me, I would seriously ask the judge, like, yo, listen, just give me three rounds with this guy, three minutes for charity. We can wear headgear. We can put on gloves. We can do whatever. Just give me three rounds with this motherfucker, and he can't tap out. And let's see what happens then. You are so fu- You are so much of a man, so much of a woman, so much of a like you know a great person. You're gonna break a 75 year old woman with dementia's arm socket and fist bump about that shit. This is what's wrong with the fucking police. Well, well, that's it's it's the love of power. It's the love of power. She didn't obey. We showed her. You showed her. What did you show a woman with dementia? Even if, even, even if she didn't have dementia, even if she just, you know, she could have been hard of hearing. There could have been a thousand things going on in there. But she, they didn't, they're not respecting my authority. So I want to take them down and show them what, what power is. That's the, see, that stuff, that's what keeps them in trouble, man. And that's what keeps them as much as, you know, you know I, I work for a high-profile organization. And, you know, I, I've had my run with the cops, you know, and I've had run-ins with them around my office. But when they find out where I work, they're all nice to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Which makes me, which makes me think, guess what? Without this, without this name thing on, they wouldn't be nice to me. Exactly. So there's, there's more dudes I got to look out for. You know, I actually don't mind when they do that because I'm like, all right, good. There's one, there's one more who's out of himself. Right, because now we can identify you. Now we yeah. know exactly who you are. You know, but yeah, so I mean, that, 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 that stuff, like, when people who say, you know, the Chauvin thing is a, is a, is a, you know, the, the page has been turned. We're, we're starting a new book now. Like, there is so much work that has to be done. You know, if, if the Chauvin thing is the beginning of a new book, guess what? It's like big O in Once Upon a Time. Like, that's all that's been put on the page is that big O. I don't even, it's the same book. It's the same book. Because all they're telling you is that unless you have incontrovertible evidence of someone sitting there with their knee on you over 10 minutes, then we're not, then we still don't believe what you're saying. And it's not even a matter of that. They believe what you're saying. Let's like, let's just get, get rid of all the pretenses right now. You know, that 80% of the time when somebody complains about the police brutality, it's true. It's not the other way around. It's not 20% is true and then the other 80%. It's no longer, it's not the benefit of the doubt. It's the other way around. It's 80% and everything. Now, 
I can't help the fact that these guys were born with small pingas. I can't help the fact that their wives may be going out and treating them like something different and everything. I can't help the fact that they don't, that people don't respect their personal life and they feel like the only way that they're going to get their stuff off is by going out and brutalizing other people. I can't help that. But any of you people out here that are listening or listen to this and think that people are going to be quiet and people are going to stop marching because now you think that you can run them over on the street or that things are going to stop because of that, you're sadly mistaken. I'm just going to let you know you're sadly mistaken because the only thing that's going to stop all this shit from happening is from the police correcting their behavior. That is the only thing that is going to stop anything. That is your yeah, but answer. They're not going to correct their behavior until the, until the laws change and they're held accountable. You know, qualified immunities. Got to go. Got to go. You know, civilian review boards have to have teeth. Yes. You know, these things have to be kicked. Once, once you once you found that somebody possibly violated person's civil rights, that's got to go outside the chain. That can't be anybody who's involved in the process. Why do you want these people in there? Why do you want these people working for you and representing you? Is my is like the real question. Why do you want well, these people representing you? Well, you know, I don't think that it, it, nobody wants them representing them. Let's put it. Let's put it this way. It's not a problem for most people, so they don't they don't care. Okay. You know, it's not their problem, so they don't care. But you know, we got to get these dudes got to go, and these reforms need to happen like yesterday. They do and so. You know, all this talk, whatever. Yeah, it's great that Chauvin's probably going to do some time. But, you know, he is he is one of a million. Honestly, I don't he care. One about of a million. I don't really care about Chauvin. I didn't, well, you I, know, I, I, I care. I care that he's going to, you know, I care that he's going to have to take some time and, re- and reflect on what he did. And maybe he'll see that it was wrong. Maybe he won't. I really don't give a fuck. He's got as long as he's got the time to reflect. That's all that matters to me. And well, he ain't a cop no more. Well, apparently he's going to get a lot of time unencumbered because there was already a scandal with the jailhouse where he was sent to, where they took all of the black officers off of the um, floor where he was being held. They allowed the black officers to clean it for him. They cleaned the they cleaned the floor, they cleaned the cell, and got rid of all the all the all of the feces and anything else that was left there. Left the floor, and then were were all reassigned to different floors. Where only white officers will be taking care of this guy. This is the reason why people don't really give a fuck. Because they know even when they do it, they're going to be taken care of and coddled. Now, remember what we were talking about before y'all was we were going over how long it was gonna take for Chauvin to get for somebody to get at Chauvin in prison. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Fifty two percent of the of the inmates in the state of Minnesota. 52% are white. It's a pretty high number for any state, but that's because I'm, I can imagine besides Minneapolis, you know, Prince. Yeah. With an 8% population. 8%, you know. Yeah. There's not really, there's not really too many brothers running around there anyway. So 52% of them are white. And then you throw in the police officers that are based, that are already like laying out the red carpet for this guy and telling him that he did nothing wrong. He's doing easy time. My brother's well, doing we'll, easy time. Well, we'll see if it stays easy. And here's the thing: even if he's doing easy time, there's no such real. There's no real thing as easy time. I can feel you getting, on that. He ain't, get, he ain't getting it hard, but he ain't doing. There's no thing as easy time. He ain't. He ain't out living his life. And guess what? George Floyd ain't either. And so neither should he. But he ain't out living his life. Like you can call it easy time, but um, you know, if you gotta if you gotta see your loved ones. You know, through some plexiglass, ain't easy. Ain't nothing easy about that. Let's be honest, man. That guy, what what does he love? What does he love? Himself. himself. Loves himself. You know, there's no love. Don't even fucking come into the equation. You know, he's I, I always bring it back to love. Gene, you with us? You hooked up, bro? I'm with you. Hold on. Okay. Hey, hey, what what, what did you hear going out today? Well, uh, Gene, we're live. Gene, we're live. Gene, we're live. You can hear me? You can hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you, bro. Hear you. Hold on a second. Don't worry. I'm going to mute End you. End your conversation. You're muted. You're muted, bro. So, uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, so there we go. So we got to make sure that not everything goes out live. 
This is why we Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let the brother do his business. <laughs> Let him handle the, handle the business. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, they're trying to make it easy on brother, man. They're trying to make it easy, so. He, he, he's back. Okay. I think, I think Gina's back. You know, I, I mute him. Yeah, here he goes. Yeah, um, they're, uh, they're okay. So, so listen, listen. So, you can still hear me now. I can yeah, hear, we hear you now. You. Yep. What the fuck with this muted thing? No, nah, we hear you. No, I'm saying I thought I muted it when the red light oh, is okay. on. It should be muted, but it's not muted, right? No, it's not muted. Do you want me to mute you? No, I was just wondering. No, he's just, I thought I could mute myself. Okay. Just, I don't know what's up with this. That's an equipment. Uh, that's an equipment issue in real time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, from Los Angeles, Mr. Gene Hopkins. Hey, what's, what's going up? on, brother man? Yeah, I feel like gorilla-ish right now. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I so what that. happened? What happened? They had you call this. Uh, I, I, I just, I was just, I've been looking at all this uh, police brutality stuff going on, and I don't want to continue in podcast every time about police brutality. But something needs to be said and something needed to be, you know, it needs to, in order to put it behind us, you know, at least for the time being. We ain't never going to put it behind us until they put it get rid of us. these we, motherfuckers. But it's like we, they're, we, going, we, they're going, they're going shit. They're going yeah, shit you know, right now. Hey, man, it's the, this is this last gasp, man. They see what's coming. You see it. You talk all the stories in New York City. Oh, we can't get enough cops. Philly, too. We can't get enough cops. There's a mass retirement going because these dudes are like, yo, the stuff that we've been doing. It's slow you know, to trouble. This is what I saw in uh, in North Carolina, man. I was watching it yesterday, and um, yo, I saw like you know they have Bakari out there. I like that brother, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Ben Crump, and the other dude. And, you know, first they were talking about yeah, they you know they're not being transparent and stuff, and then when they came out of the uh, of the video, you know, they just thought, you know, but Carly said, yeah, that man, you know, uh, you know, they were rude, they weren't transparent. Dude said he's not gonna fucking be bullied. And uh, and uh, what I saw was, man, I saw an unstoppable force moving across, you know, just evolution, and mm. you know, them uh, re- returning to their habits of uh, like someone described it they put out all the bad shit on the perp and they withhold all the shit on the cops to go ahead and shake the narrative before you know uh, it even goes anywhere but what's happening now and they see it happening uh, is that that's not allowed anymore and and, you know the world is becoming uh, you know we're becoming a world of transparency for the most part and so uh, I saw some good old boys. They were like, fuck it. We're going to toe the line for a second. Mm. But it was funny because uh, they really can't. I mean, they're towing the line and they're, it's, it's self-destructive. Yeah. Toting the line is self-destructive on them because, uh, you know, everybody knows the right's on the wall. All you had to tell me was two people quit. Mm. And I knew it was some shit, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they ain't going no goddamn way, you know? Uh, and so it's going to be, they are just delaying the inevitable big pile of shit that's about to happen uh, in uh, Elizabeth City or that has already happened. So uh, I was kind of like, wow, you know, we're witnessing actual change. Yes. You know, instead of uh, fighting. And it's not even something that uh, to, to celebrate. It's just, uh, it's just something for me to gawk at. Like, damn, you know, I didn't think these uh, pivotal points, you know, I, 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 I doubt it that I'd ever see them in my lifetime. Yeah, a lot, a lot of this stuff, I didn't think I'd see in my lifetime. I, I didn't <laughs> think I'd see the police get their comeuppance, even, even yeah, like a taste uh, of it in my lifetime. I thought that was locked in. Right, and so, and so yeah, so I was, I was kind of like, oh, cool, this shit is happening, and these motherfucking... Uh, Racist ass redneck, they can't, they're not gonna be able to stop it. And, and, and I think it's appropriate, especially in a, a country as town like Elizabeth, uh, because that's where probably the most egregious uh, violations, 
carry it out, you know? Mm. And so, and then, you know, the funny thing is I'm watching the video. Guess what I see when they when they flash to the day of the, of the incident and show everybody standing around with the cars and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's some stereotypical shit, man? A bunch of buzz cut white boys standing around like they own the motherfucking world. Mm-hmm. And like they did some shit that they're about to get away with for the umpteen time. Mm-hmm. But now, that's not the case, man. These guys are rooted in their bad habits and they're rooted in, uh, in that old uh, energy. Yeah, it's the Priceline Negotiator. And I'm here because I'm tired of you getting less. Less sunshine, less fun, less bang for your buck. It's time for more. That's why I'm getting you up to 60% off your favorite hotels along with exclusive deals on rental cars and flights. Because when you save more, you can do more. More sunshine, more fun, a lot more for your dollar. Every trip is a big deal. So visit Priceline.com to get more out of your next trip. Uh, you know, you know, fuck everybody up to make sure you go home. And so it does, I don't think it even pawns on them until after the incident and they understand that they are, they are in the world of shit. They are, that they have just watched some of their compadres go through, you know, in, in recent times. So I thought it was, you know, I, I thought it was a trip, you know, I thought it was a real trip. But I'll tell you, man, if ever I was moving to get on the motherfucking plane, mm. you know, I thought about buying tickets. Mm. Get out of them goddamn streets if, if, uh, if they were just going to go completely wrong with it. Mm. You know, uh, and, and, and really take the stands, not show videos and this and that, and just keep playing that game. Not that I would have gone. I'm just saying that I was moved to. Right. I was moved to, you know, and, and you know, last time I was to do something was the second million man march. Because otherwise, it's like, you know, uh, I don't want to go over there and give up and get, go out and give up everything. And it's not even fucking organized. So, but yeah, man, I, I, thought, I thought that was an interesting, uh, uh, what I find what I find interesting about this is that um you know yeah y'all know I like I make these like really wild parallels from A to B to C you know these these different points and I've been paying attention to a lot of things that have been going on with it with sports and NBA for example right this year everybody hates Kyrie Irving cuz he's been taking like days off and stuff like that and you know, it turns out that the brother has become a Muslim. You know, you could see the writing on the wall, you know, going in a different path. People, and ironically, his arch nemesis in some circles, some would say LeBron James, has also been similarly catching hell because of the tweet that he put out about that police officer, the one who shot the girl, that... You know, we've we've talked about that. We talked about it at the beginning of the show, whatever. But he's getting he's getting heat because of the tweet that he put out, telling this dude that he's next, saying that you're next, and everything. And like they all got a lot, a little bit tight. And I think about um, social media in this generation, and I think that a lot of these police officers, they really want their their in their circles, they're getting famous off of making these shootings. You know, there are a lot of police officers I feel oh, that really go in every day. That fame doesn't pay though. That prestige amongst, amongst their peers, it doesn't pay. I don't. I, I'm not. We're, I'm not going to assign a value to it right now because right. let's be honest. The chick who the chick who's 20 years old, like you know, like 10 years ago, that puts the pictures of her tatas out on the internet and everything today, she understands that that probably wasn't worth it. Now that like you know, fifty dudes done got in it. They're 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 not. We're not talking about bright people that are thinking about the consequences. Like have thought about the consequences like completely and totally, which is the real odd thing for a job that has life defining. Their interactions have so many life defining um, interactions because of what they do. They catch somebody murdering someone. They're going to jail. They catch a thief stealing something. They're going to jail for 20 years. You shoot this person, you know, they get the, it's the attention. I think that some of these police officers, having grown up in the social media age, whether they claim to 
whether they claim to like it or not, they're attracted by the attention. And one way that they can get the attention, the only way they can get the attention at this point is by shooting someone or breaking a woman's arm or doing something that is completely and totally heinous. And that ain't your lane, bro. Being famous is not your lane as a police. Protecting and serving is your lane. Yeah, but this is one one of the bad things about our society right now, like the way things have evolved, is that everybody wants to be famous. Even if they have no reason to be famous, everybody wants famous. Everybody wants to light on them for a little while. Everybody wants to everybody wants to be able to fly on a private jet. Mm-hmm. And like you are one hundred percent right about that. You are, and that's my and that's my whole point. The a lot of these police officers, they want to go viral. Right. They do. They want to go yeah. viral. No, well, well, no unfortunately for them so. now. I don't think so. I'm telling you from, I mean, I don't think so because I, I know what the culture is. And the culture is, I mean, the, the culture is, is, is win, win, of course, in their terms, but I don't think that's a win right now. I'm sure it's not. Uh, I no, think I'm that. To dis, disgruntled police officer. Well when you, you can, well when you consider that in order to be a police officer, if you score too high on a certain test, they're not gonna let you in. And considering that how some of these things get some of these bars get lowered for certain people, and considering um all of the other crazy stuff that we've seen that they've been convicted of over the past couple of years, I don't think that my idea is that far off. They are victims of the same, they're victims of the same society that most people are. And that's like the desire to be famous and to make a name of them for themselves. You know, even if it's only for five or six seconds. And they're so mad at guys like LeBron James and Kyrie Irving because all they have to do is dribble a basketball to get that. That's the way they look at it in their eyes. Yeah, well, they look at, well, they look at everything like that. I mean, they look at, they, they actually look at their, their whole being as righteous. And, and their whole attitude is righteous. Like, you know, in their estimation, look, these motherfuckers don't have a clue on what it's like to clock in for 10 hours and, and, and go deal with people's bullshit. Well, you know, you know. And then, you know so, so this is their idea is what I'm saying. They have to change their idea. I'm not defending yeah, all, I, I, you know. But you know, at some point, you know, these people who are around screaming "Blue Lives Matter" and all that stuff, like, yo, you made a choice, Holmes. Nobody told you you had to be a cop. It's a job. Nobody gives me. It's easy. To, it's, it's, it's just saying that. But here's the reality in policing. First of all, uh, okay, so reform. Real police officers. Police officers should be about as prestigious as motherfucking psychiatrists and doctors. And the thing is, if you go hire people with those qualifications, then that's the begin- that, that, that's the most effective change that you can do. And not only that, you tier it where, uh, you know, 80% of the calls don't call for a man in the, with a gun ready to arrest you and showing up. And so if you, you have another lane or something like that where a, a different type of professional can go out there and work in tandem with that. But the cop, the one that carries the gun and has to make the decision life or death, that should probably be the highest paid, most skilled fear in, in uh, you know, a policing organization. And, I, you know, if you, and, and it's a nice little place. And you could, well, I'm talking for the leaders. For the grunts in that position, it might be one of the lowest paid that you get to put on a gun and badge. And when we say sick of, you go sick the motherfucker. That should probably be the lowest paid uh, position because it has the least amount of responsibility to step or go follow fucking orders, you know. Whereas the person who has to come and talk to you about your badass little fucking kid that's been molested or this or that or whatever, that's a that, that's a whole different skilled uh, position. That, that re- and, and, and so then you know when you go out, uh, you don't have the tools to kill somebody. 
Well, it's funny because you're talking about you're talking about the metrics and the value that people bring to you don't understand statistics. Companies go through statistics and they go through every single last thing and they assign a value to it. The United States is brutality is assigned a higher pay value than being able to talk someone down off of a ledge and everything. That's just the way that that's just the way it is. Um, series that series on HBO exterminate all the brutes. Have y'all watched that? No. That's why I told me to watch that, though. Oh, I man. I mean, incredible people, along with you, have told me that, that that's worth the time. Gina, Gina, I know. Along with you. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. And John. Incredible and, and people up here, and then the people on your level. So, that, that too. So, it's like, now we're coming down. Now, if we can get the wino on the corner to say, watch Exterminate All the Brutes. Then we'll have everybody no, covered. No, I get I it. it. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, no. but you Gene, gotta. Gene's, the, Gene's distracted because he's packing lunch. He's making me hungry over here. Yeah, there you go. For sure, Gene. bro. <laughs> For sure. Well, y- y'all gotta. You have to. You guys have got to check out that series. Like Gene, I, I, I know. Like you know, Gene's making me really. You know. You got to watch that series because that series, like, it really breaks it down. Like, you watch the series, Gene, you'll probably watch all four hours, like, right away. You know? That's you, how I do you know. it. I'm all CD like a motherfucker. Yeah, right? you'll, you'll watch all four hours. When I go in, I go in. But it talks about the history of how this country and how it's basically built by brutes. And once you watch that, then you'll realize, then you'll understand yeah. exactly, you'll understand exactly my point of view with that, you know, with what I just said. So that's like, I guess right. that's like, you know, something you might want to, you know, check out within the couple of days. But, um, no, I will. Yeah. This, I'll check it out. I, I, I just wanted to let everybody know that, um, we're not done yet. We're not done with y'all yet. You know, I see a lot of people like, a lot of people like, um, feeling like, oh, well, is that enough? Nah, enough is fucking when shit is right. That's when the shit will be enough. Right. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. There is, I don't even know if you can even use that word right now. That's not even in the forecast. We, we shouldn't even. Exactly. That's not even a word that should even be used in discussions right now. Yeah, but it's being, it's being framed and it's like people even bring it in and I think more, more, more people should just be like, nah, don't even get upset with it. Don't even get upset when your friends like say stuff like, you know, well, that's good enough. It's a step in the right direction or whatever. No, it's one case that based upon its merits was so heinous that this guy had to get arrested. I still want to see what happened with the kid and uh, the that, you know, the, the girlfriend that called the police on him and the mom told the police that the kid had a gun. And now she says she didn't tell him that they, that they had a gun. And he was essentially shot dead in the bathroom, you know, and they had went on for a week telling a story that there was a gunfight and the kid had actually shot the cop when it turns out that the cop had shot himself. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It's some shit. He shot himself. It's it's barely in the news. And the thing is, because he was executed for interracial dating. And putting it, it's like, that was like, I saw so many, the first thing that popped in my head right then and there was OJ. Let me get on, he leave your asshole. Yep. And he, whatever happened, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but I know he's gone. And I haven't seen any video of that. And I know the police officer shot himself and they were making this kid a criminal again. So how did anything, and like four later, they're running the same playbook. Mr. Brooks, isn't that said? Yeah, it's it's still going on. The game's still being played the same way, you know. Oh yeah, no, well, that's the thing, man. Uh, so you can still lie right now, but the lie has a shelf life that's uh. Less, so yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. But like I was saying before, I saw a change. You know, I saw you know an inevitable change.
they about to start following that taxi on every incident. Watch. Well, because I hope you. The truth of the matter is, the, the complete overhaul is needed, but no one wants to say it because in order to admit there's a huge problem, you have to first admit that you've been a fuckboy here. Mm. You see, so they're not gonna do that. Mm. So that's why it's always this, you know. Okay, uh, everybody tries and then get all motivated to make some changes now because this is the time they have to do it. If they don't, it's like, okay, we're just, we're just going to go ahead and tell you straight up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the comedian Godfrey said, we just don't fucking like you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is completely okay. And they, and they can't do that and get the black vote at the same time, so that's really not an option, you know? I think more people should just, more people should just come out and say, I just don't fucking like you. And life would be a better, life would be a, the world would be a better place. You know? Well, yeah, but then it's like, well, why? Yeah, uh, are you willing I, to fix what's in? Are you willing to fix what's in you that that, that causes that? It's, no, it's I want to not like you. I want to continue to not like it. I don't know with that. How, we'll see how this works out for you, you evil bastard. You go to hell. Well, <laughs> so, 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 there you go. <laughs> there you go. And oh, and sometimes I resemble that remark. So I'll just like you know I'll just run with that. Okay, just get those asbestos, get those asbestos socks ready. There you go. There you go. No, yeah, but some of them are going to to your point. They're going to have to die before they they change that. That's 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 the reality. You know, that's the real sure. Yeah, but, and but, you know that's cool. That's part know, of evolution. Yeah. Like you can't revel. The only way to the only way to make it happen without that is to, for it to be revolution. Mm. Right. Going to be evolution. Some of those people are going to have to die off. Their kids are going to, you know, their kids are going to have black friends at their school ever, and they're going to hate it all so, until they until they grieve. And but you know, hopefully, some of the stuff. I wish I wish Greg was on here because I, I did uh, I start binging this uh, this series on Netflix called Generation Hustle, and uh, they have some interesting cats out of Detroit. Mm. You know, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> And scamming and shit. Mm-hmm. And the reason that uh, the reason that I uh, I thought uh, it was interesting was because I had said a long time ago, look, through innovation, you know, it could be quite a different revolution. Meaning, like some young person learns how to take the money from the rich electronically and distribute it to the poor and stuff. Like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like. Well, that's kind of like more of what I want to get back into, like on on Thursday when we do our Thursday Friday when we do our normal chat. Um, so what you saying? I need, I need to table that shit. That's what you. No, saying? no, you, oh. you you don't have to table shit because this is a gorilla podcast, and it ain't yeah. gonna be much longer anyway. We're about to leave. Everybody's got stuff to do. We all got we all got things to do. Everybody's got things to do. But it's um, you know, I just wanted I wanted to cover it. It ain't going away. We're not no, going I'm away. No, I was just going to tell you that they have kids now in Detroit that like are professional scammers. Mm-hmm. And, and they even started making music off the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, trap music came from fucking trap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, this is scam rap, is what they call it and stuff. And like, yo, do these instructions on how to get your scam on in this song. Well, you you know, part of America, like I used to work for a department at a bank and, or, you know, with a fraud department at a bank and fraud is part, it's written into the, it's written into the economy, just like drugs, you know, know, in in, in the free market, whatever you can make money doing, whatever you think is worth doing, you know, the risk is worth the reward. Go for it. That's the free market. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that make money in that free market as well. I just yeah. my hope is my hope is that we rebuild this country and everything and when we rebuild this country we just get rid of all the lies and that's it. Just get rid of all the lies, all the lies. The lies don't help us. They don't help any of us. They don't help us age, gender, race. None of the lies help us anymore. We here now. We're here now. Yeah, so we have to move forward. I'm a dreamer. Yeah, cuz yeah, that's not what evil bastards do. You know what? They don't stop lying. Yeah, so I guess I'm not that evil then. So maybe uh, there is some merit as to why I don't like you. But I mean, no, I like you per se. Not per se, not per se you, but I'm saying. They won't be truthful because they're 
because they are evil bastards. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm honest you know all the saying? time. I'm a motherfucker. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm a yeah. motherfucker. So it's like I ain't, I'm not gonna lie about it. You can't change it, and everything. I don't want to change it. You know, at I a certain a age, if you ain't a motherfucker, then you ain't doing nothing. You ain't cause... doing nothing. Nothing. So guess what, brothers? So, so yo, I was watching this thing. Or I was reading this thing this weekend. Like Seth Rogen. You guys mm-hmm. into Seth Rogen? Yeah, a little right. bit. The, the actor, well, whatever. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like so, yo, this dude wrote his first movie script at like thirteen. Really? Oh yeah. Thirteen years old. Like he. So he and his writing partner have been friends from like since like thirteen. Started writing scripts in eighth grade. Wow. Together. They wrote Super Bad. Wow. You know. Which is um, one of my but, favorites. But but like he stays. Like he's he is it he is an everyday waking baker. Yeah. yeah. Like all day, every day. Like Yeah. Must be nice to be him. He's also a sexual yeah. predator yeah. apologist. Where he was rolling and, and blowing strong, you know, with different people and stuff like that. I I, I, it, I always find his I always find his comments on James Franco as being like overly honest. You know, <laughs> with friends like that, you don't necessarily need enemies. You don't need enemies. It's like you know, that's the guy that you're like, that's the guy that you're friends with. That you're like, yeah, he's our buddy, but yeah, he does fucked up shit. You know, he's gonna eventually end up. You know, he's, if Franco wasn't an actor, he'd be in prison, definitely without Who's a question. Again? James Franco. Who, which one is he? He's like an actor that's in. You've seen him in a million different things, but he he does yeah. a lot of movies with Seth Rogen. And um, with that other oh, black guy, that? Craig Robinson, and he did uh, what was the, what was the Deuce? He was the producer on the Deuce, and that almost got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a twin. He was the twin. Yeah, he was the twin. Right, exactly. Okay. And right, that production got shut down for a while. The lead almost got shut down completely because of his antics with the women. He's like, you know, always he's like got the uh, casting couch out. Like, you know, full blast. It's him and James Toback, and these guys are like, they're running like, they they heard the stories about how they used to do in the 60s and 70s, and they say, hey, I want to do that too. You know, that's James Franco. James Franco's the guy that, he's your friend, but you don't always want to hang out with him because when it goes bad, you just don't want to be in the room. You don't want to be in the blast zone. And, you know, I, and you saying that Seth Rogen is awake and baker, I can understand because it's like he wakes up, he goes, uh, Franco's at it again. Yeah. yeah, I think he was in Pineapple Express with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was. Uh, Franco's at it again. You yeah, know? Seth, yeah See, Seth good. Now, if somebody would have put James Franco in jail, I wouldn't care. Probably yeah, deserves it. He's probably deserved it 10 times already. I don't care. You know, so if we're going to make trades, let's do that one. And then we'll pick somebody on the other side and we'll trade and we'll put them in jail for it, James Franco. But anyway. I, I, I just want to spend a week with, with Seth Rogen and see how that goes. Yeah, well, I think he's we got all, his own brand of stuff out now. You know, you could always you could always you could always wake up on a Monday and then stop on Friday and pretend that Seth Rogen is with you the entire time. Could what were you going to say, Gene? Yo, he smells good, man. But very few people mm-hmm. smoke. I, I yes, <laughs> really good. yes. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, whether they're on TV or not, like that, you know, very, you know, because you know, I think he stays mostly in Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's the miners, man. They got beautiful athletes in Canada. Mm-hmm. Beautiful athletes, chiseled up and everything. It's the minor leagues, though, bro. Okay. You know, I, I, mean, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I want to go to, I want to go. Like, you want to see some beautiful women? Go up to, go up to Canada, man. Oh, I heard. So you go up to Canada. They won't let us in right now. Smoke. They're protecting their women from Americans. Smoke show everywhere. They, they've seen COVID as an yeah. opportunity to protect some of their finest assets. It ain't yeah, right. It ain't right. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. Y'all motherfuckers need to come out here. Mm. For a long weekend, this, that, whatever. Come out here. This summer, we're going to have to do a Born in Trouble weekend in Vegas or something. Vegas and Cali. Yeah, Maybe man. we'll come out to Cali and drive out to Vegas. And hopefully it won't I'm end. i Vegas. I mean, it's just right there, shit. All I need is a motherfucking reason. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully it won't end like the Hangover movies. Because, like, you know, you know what, you know what usually happens. But. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm 51 years old, man. I'm talking about right around 
Midnight. Like I was this. 50 Minutes Gorilla Podcast. This is a special. It's not our normal podcast. It's just uh, us blowing off some steam in between. So, my man, Robert Brooks. What's going on? I'll see you on Thursday, good people. See you on Thursday. Well, Friday, same thing. Gene Hopkins. Deuces. Deuces. Making breakfast. Making breakfast for the West Coast. That's right. What's up? Yeah, and on a uh, more serious, vegetables. and you know what? And I'm sorry. Before I sign off, on a more serious note, um, um, my um, uncle passed away last evening. Man, um, the last of my father's brothers. Really? Yeah, it's very. Um, it's surreal sobering. when I think about it. It's sobering and surreal because I think about it because now me and my cousins, we are now. You know, as far as the men are concerned, we are, you know, we are the oldest living men in Emily. Um, And that was like kind of sobering, you know, very sobering, very sad. And, um, you know, it's been on my mind all day long, too. That's another reason why we're doing the Gorilla broadcast, because um, it's been an image of my dad and is what it is. Rest in peace. What was his name? Um, I'm not going to say that right now. Oh, okay. You know, just for other reasons, but I'm just going to say rest in peace. We'll leave that alone. Um, mm-hmm. Born in trouble. Holla. Peace. Hey peace. All right, guys. All right. Millions of Americans are getting back to work. Career Builder calls it the great rehire. And we want to help you get the best jobs before everyone else. CareerBuilder gives you the competitive edge to get the job you want, at the salary you want, with the benefits you want. We even send job alerts so your perfect job lands right in your inbox. Go to CareerBuilder.com today or get left with whatever jobs are left. Find your next job fast at CareerBuilder.com.